Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have made a splash at the opening gala. Morgan saved Lady Bolensong from embarrassment while Eli kept away distractions on the ground floor, and Atticus spoke with the King before hiding out on a balcony with Valentine blocking the door. But can they all survive tomorrow's race? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a Lizardman letter five years ago. Truly, the reason for the dual race is to ensure that the competitors can't simply buy the best vehicle. After all, things were getting rather boring when everyone was just strapping a larger and larger engine onto a smaller and smaller piece of metal. If one truly wants to exhibit one's need for speed and live their life indeed a quarter of a mile at a time, one must do so in a way that isn't purely based on their pocket, but instead on their moxie, and thus the introduction of horses and moxie to races. So far, it has proved to be a welcome addition to the season, and we shall see what happens now and in the future. You have returned home after the uh, the, the welcome ball. Uh, there were fireworks. Um, there was more awkward conversation, but generally <laughs> speaking, everything of note happened uh, in, in was captured in our, our dialogue. Um, what about the folks that Eli was staring, not staring at? <laughs> Just stayed in line all night? Well, stay in line. <laughs> sorry, I, I projected ahead to what do I think Eli Sharp would allow to happen? And I suspect at the end of the night, after Morgan was like well well and clearly leaving, um, the, 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 the walrusy looking motherfucker came up to you again and was like, <clears throat> pardon me, but will we have a chance to speak to the captain? We've played the game extraordinarily well. We've stood here. We've been to the front of the line. Uh, no. Bollocks, we could have been talking to so many other people. Don't play a game when you don't know the rules. And Eli oh. will turn on his heel and walk out. Uh, he takes 10 strain. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, so you, uh, you've made it back from the, from the party. Um, obviously, we're moving on to the race. Um, the way I'd kind of like to, to play this is um, because this is... This whole scenario is odd for us because it isn't happening in real time. There's a lot more kind of like the next day. So when I say it is the day of the race, I would also be curious to hear kind of if there was anything you did last night or if there's conversations you had, um, fine, let me know. And if not, then we're just in in the morning. But you do have time to do all those things. So even though I'm narratively going to jump us ahead, it's not to say those things didn't happen. So let me know what you mm. do. Yeah, I think uh, Valentine would have checked in with Atticus after that night and been like, overall, I think it went well. Your persona is impressive. It seems to be garnering attention. And we kept you away from the crowd of lessers. The king, we now know, responds well to violence and not well to apologies. So... He seems to be a bit of a brute. However, you haven't spoken to the Duke yet, who is our top priority, so... I did catch his eye last night. Excellent. Excellent. We need to maintain this. So, should anyone tip, you know, your new persona over the edge, reasonable violence seems to garner positive attention. Well, I like that development. Excellent. Excellent. No murders. We don't want to kill anyone. That'll overcomplicate things. Right. However, I'm proud of you. This is excellent work. Excellent work. Well, thank you, sir. You're welcome, my lord. Rest well. 
Uh, and Valentine would swing by uh, Morgan's quarters and be like, another quick question for you. Again, please be honest. Uh, do you believe that life should be fair in an ideal circumstance? That life should be fair, ideally? No. Interesting. And off he goes. That's well, all we need to know. Inquisitor. <laughs> oh, yes. If you need me at any point tonight before the morning's race, I will be staying on the ship. Yes, that's acceptable and useful for your cover. Good call. Yes. So Morgan's thing that she wants to do is go to Terseus and use the information she gleaned from Braverstein. Terseus, write me a love note from a mysterious stranger that seems like it's from Braverstein <laughs> to Guinevere. This is what we're doing. We're, we're setting them up. Two people off the board. This is what we need tonight. <laughs> so he says, uh, <laughs> so let me get this straight. Uh, in addition to trying to make uh, Colonel Viss seem mysterious and uh, strange and, and beautiful and horrible uh, and, and uh, alluring, you also want me to try and hook up this uh, Guinevere Baron song with uh, this uh, Bobby Barberstein in some kind of clandestine situation. Ideally, yes, but if you can sow some discord, if that's not possible, I just want to get them off of the Duke and onto one another. <laughs> I, I, would, Ryan, how public is the the interrogator title for Morgan? Um, Non-public. Right. Uh, the only people who had ever heard it used were uh, Atticus and right. theoretically... Eli, I'm not even sure. Like, but there we was no public statement it. made on the ship, and none of the support teams have been told nope. she yep. is an interrogator. Mm. Not a thing. Especially since she walked it back. It's not like he's gonna fucking tell but, anybody. Right. Uh, Mr. Rawls, I spent years in uh, the uh, citadel on the uh, last gleaming, uh, overseeing a, a number of uh, archives and a number of files for the Inquisition. Uh, it was not the most romantic position. Uh, however, I did observe many, many, many entanglements and many, many uh, different sets of uh, uh, complications and uh, intrigues. You have come to the right man. I am <laughs> thrilled to be able to show some of this. I must say, as a spectator, it will be very fun to play the game. So thank you for bringing me this wonderful gift. Also, I can see from your face that perhaps you were uncertain which way I was going to go on this. That is, I apologize. As I said, I spent a lot of time with the books. Uh, mm. But yes, I can wreck some shit in some hearts, if that is what we are after. Terseus, you are honestly extremely useful. And I sought after our slight incursion that you did not tell the Inquisitor about, that you could be trusted. Thank you for this. You are welcome. As I say, I have observed many, many different uh, things in my time, and uh, sometimes I have learned that... Uh, it is better to stay quiet when one does not exactly know the rules of the game. Why play the game if one does not know the rules? It is common sense. That is very smart. Well, I shall leave you to your writings. Uh, thank you. I look forward to the many cramps this will cause in my hands. He's never had to write this much. Like, normally he's using, like, machines and things. So it just, like, cracks his knuckles, re-inks the pen, um, and just, like, slightly turns back up the lamp um, and... Uh, yeah, gets gets to work. I know we couldn't get the Cyrano thing to work quite perfectly before, but I would like it to note that Cyrano de Bobberstein does work perfectly. <laughs> mm. Does. Yeah. Yes. 
Doing a good job. I'm going to mm-hmm. throw that in the good titles that don't fit our titling convention vault. Yep, perfect. Uh, we're, it's we're, very full. Yes, yeah. yeah. very full yeah. of wonderful things. I go for a swim in there like Scrooge McDuck frequently and chuckle to myself. Uh, <laughs> God, I'll share a note to Barbara Steen. And um, uh, Morgan is going to stay on the ship sleeping, and she's going to sleep in Valentine's quarters. But especially, like for the cover, yes. But she wanted to let Valentine know where she was. Problem is, seeing a space marine. Mm, she's not having a good t- it's very triggering and oh, yeah. she occasionally has like uh night terrors mm-hmm. so she's like i don't want to be waking up screaming in the middle of the night in the fancy house so that's <laughs> yeah. why she's just screaming there. like space marine. she didn't say yeah. specifically that but she's like there valentine knows where i am i did my job done <laughs> uh here's a question ryan did you bug your own office Oh, you fucking bet <laughs> your ass he did. All right. And you want to know how to open that computer? With a fucking rosette. Otherwise, eat shit. Nobody has access to his personal files. Yeah, okay. So um, I guess then what we need from you, uh, Dell, mm-hmm. is we're going to roll to see if those night terrors visit you. Um, yeah. I think I'm probably... Hmm. I think I'm probably going to go with discipline here. Um, speaking not to any training you have, but just to kind of like, I guess the discipline of your unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. It's not very good, Tom. Like, I'll tell therapy you. isn't really a thing in the 40K universe because yeah. those therapists would not be able to account for like, hi, my father's skull serves me lunch. And it's like, that's an interesting <laughs> problem. Um, yeah, therapists would do well right up until they're like, you should speak to your manager. <laughs> it's like, who told you? <laughs> they both die. Uh, move on. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like one day's worth of sessions and you just are the warp. Like it's <laughs> it's done. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's go with that mm-hmm. uh, discipline. Um, I'm going to say difficulty four. Uh, you literally just saw a space marine oh, wandering yeah. around. She felt it coming on. So that's why we, we're getting ahead of yeah, this. She yeah, knows yeah. when that's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to use a story point to pop this up a bit. Sure. Um, no. I will give you also a setback for being in Valentine's office for this mm-hmm. only because I think if you could be in there with like Eli sleeping one off or like your own quarters. That's what she used to do. That was her safe space. 100%. No. And without those, this is still, this feels like enemy territory somewhat, even yep. though you're like on team Inquisitors. I mean, just like Eli's just in his quarters. I know, but she's got to sleep in the, the Inquisitor's quarters. She's doing, she's doing a thing. She's right. trying to prove a point. Yep. Um, okay. So do all it, of that. Muscle through. Um, I will, however, <laughs> give you a boost for the sense of safety you feel with like, Atticus, Eli, and Valentine on your side because yeah. you get the sense that like if if this space marine randomly tried to like kidnap you or like induct you into a cult, there'd be a power fist, a power sword, and a shotgun that would be like readily at, at hand. Whereas yep. you didn't really have that before. Oh yeah. You kind of had everyone being like, this is great. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. Let's 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 get you scarred up. This is gonna be dope. Um, <laughs> I yep. feel it. It's my soul. It's hard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's that's it for the dice. All right. Dice we're going to see what the dice say. Oh, here it goes. It is one, two, three, four, five, six threats and a failure. It's a bad night. Jesus. It's a bad yeah, night. yeah, yeah. So um, are, do you scream words or do you just scream, do you think? Like, what, it's what's it's this like screaming and it's screaming words and it's like crying while still sleeping and just like, oh, yeah. I would, you know, it's just like. No, no, don't hurt me, no. Oh, my very God. sad. So, so Valentine, the next morning at breakfast, is just listening to this tape, like, in his room through, like, a like Eugene. Just, like, there's nobody else. I think it's volume down, but, like, 
Is there anything Valentine would find interesting over the With night? With that many threats, yes. Oh, yeah, there yeah. Sure yeah. Probably is. names of people or just even descriptions of like what is going on. You probably get a decent picture. Great. What picture does he get? Yeah. So it's basically what made her run. There were rumblings, but what made her run away and hide in Rawls Varn's ship was the like ritual scarification crazy death slaneshi situation that she saw which also included drugs so there's a lot of like she got injected lots of drugs and that's why she's like doesn't even like drinking that much and she has anti that so i think you get a general picture of like there was a giant like traumatic situation that she escaped Mm. from in this but she keeps going back to in her brain yeah, so he understands that there are drugs. There's a cultist. Is there anything particular to her that he would be aware of? In terms of the scarification, I'm trying to figure out like would he would you have let something slip that lets him know about your back? Yeah, I think I think it would have been like people hurting her, like like cutting stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it but not necessarily specific. knowing that symbols were carved. It. This right. is what I want to keep right, clear right, on, like right. his brain, yes. which is like being tortured by cultists. Eh. Yeah. Cultist, <laughs> cultist, <laughs> cultist carving a sigil into you that may not have been removed gets a very different well and i will say yeah. that from what kanehurst said as well mm-hmm. he made clear that he read her back in order to he unlock that, the yeah. uh we want to have sex with the weird animals on your planet for slaneshi reasons thing that he used to eventually talk to you know so there is some indication that like there is a pattern he was able to read off of her that was the reason he needed morgan specifically that's how he unlocked the the chaos translation machine yeah and he did say it out loud yep. when we were talking he was talking yeah it wouldn't have made sense then because like okay bud missing some clues <laughs> also he's insane also yeah. things going on also like yeah. just an army of hybrid monstrosities ready to like gut you and everyone was smiley like there was a lot of there was some shit going on that's before we came to the ball right <laughs> yeah <laughs> somehow Welcome more and less this <laughs> fucking party <laughs> <laughs> Valentine would call Morgan in for to, to come chat with him in the morning. I just, I, I just want to hang on that moment for a second, though, oh. of, of this fucking party of just like everything's going great. We finally have everyone stable. It's fantastic. Oh dear, god damn, ever, <laughs> god damn it! Like it's just what a fun morning. <laughs> he says to himself mournfully. Oh, no. Morgan, if you could report to my quarters, that would be excellent. Morgan finishes eating breakfast and then turns back around looking just like Morgan because this has happened to her Mm -hmm. for years. So So, what can I do for you, Inquisitor? Excellent. Close the door. Please step inside. You're inside the house with him, not not aboard the Marnie's song because he's been his cover as the house. And it's more believable for you to be coming in to visit the Lord on his Oh, sorry. Then she wouldn't have said Inquisitor. She would have been like. No, no, because the the top floor of the house, which is the bedrooms, is also clear. We're safe either way. But it would have been more believable in Valentine's brain for you to come visit the Lord Van Houten than it would be for his valet to like go out to the ship to be like, hey, how you guys doing? (laughs) It's it's so weird that he was able to open that door with his thumb and that computer with a rosette. Odd thing. Yeah, servants. I mean, with the, with the number of times he could go back and forth with letters or other things if need be, but he's going to try to minimize those trips, especially right. now that you're both competitors. It makes more sense for like, you guys are old friends. We're also competing. Uh, but he's got a, a bedroom there that's Great. kind of minimally done up. Uh, it's bigger than his quarters aboard the ship, ironically, but it's just because as a personal valet, he's relatively important on this world and in this house, but still way fucking small and Because hmm. You walk past the bigger, like lordly hmm. room to like the one that's close, the equivalent of a closet when you compare A to B. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just says, all right, Morgan, I'm going to need to see your back. <sighs> Thank you. 
behind you. Yes, that's right. This is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. That's right. Come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice if you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future. Whatever you need, Inquisitor. And then she will turn around and take her clothes off. And it takes a bit because you didn't see before, but she wears her whole outfit and she has a full, um, oh crap, what are they called? She has a full body glove underneath. Mm. So she, even if she's wearing something else, you never see her skin because oh, okay. yeah. it's all the way up to the neck. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. So she takes that off and it just shrugs out of it and down to the elbows. Uh, and to be clear, yeah, there, there's no, again, yeah. I think for Morgan and Valentine's, oh, exactly no, the same. Like, there's no sexual mm-hmm. in any of this. Yeah. yeah, this is, he is... I think as asexual as a character could get. Yeah. Uh, and, and Morgan Valentine. is the same way. She's like, that's not what it's about. And she said she trusts him. So it's like not a mm-hmm. thing to her. Yeah. yeah. So what exactly does he see? Yeah. It's it's a, a 30K swoopy aquila. And it's the you, from, from just a, a look at it, that's what it looks like. It looks like the old aquila. And then... But it's it's super scarred and carved into her. And then the bottom of the feet of the Aquila is the Slaneshi symbol. And then in all of the wings and feathers are little carvings of words like in some kind of script, like not obviously not English or anything. And those symbols are imbued with both like w- actual words in whatever culty language, like chaos language. But then they also have inside of them the the encoding. Well, that, yeah. I would say it's those phrases that unlock the thing. Like he basically, yeah. he, like what was there wasn't any additional shit. It's like what was scarred into you. Yeah, was the necessary like turns of phrase and everything else to, to unlock the machine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Kanehurst was an impressive heretic, and he left you with a gun to your entire body. <sighs> She's going to look over her shoulder at you and say, I told you, Inquisitor, one such as me cannot truly leave the Inquisition. I mean, no one can leave the Inquisition once they've joined it. Uh, you can re-glove yourself. she do that. Morgan, we have two options at this point. Neither of them are going to be pleasant for you, and we're acknowledging that up front. Uh, one... We can burn those symbols off your back now. Two, you can wear an open-backed outfit to the race, and we can see if anyone among the nobles here can recognize those symbols, because that reaction, either none or a reaction at all, is highly interesting. We don't have an Inquisition presence, and we don't have, as far as I can tell, any member of the Ecclesiarchy or anyone. There's no Arbetes. There's no one who should theoretically be able to recognize what those symbols mean. 
It's a smoke test. It'll allow you to compete uninjured. It will put your life at risk because if someone does recognize, they may try to execute you as a heretic. However, it may ingratiate you if there are any cultist or corrupting influences here. Then, either we take advantage of that knowledge, or we burn them off your back tonight. Can we do both? We can see what we can see with a reaction. That one void... (laughs) Void stain? The void stain house has ties to cults. We don't know what the space marine knows. So perhaps a smoke screen is good. But after that, I would like them gone. Excellent. Open-backed outfit. We'll give you... uh, Maybe we could borrow the Erskine sash so that you could choose who to flash it at and who not to. Not the Space Marine. (laughs) Everybody else he could fucking deal with one-on-one. Space Marine, not to casually fuck with. That's a that's a high risk thing where you want to bring the space marine into a room with like fucking melta guns aimed at it before <laughs> yeah. you flash symbols it's at like him. Like walking up to your spaceship and horse be like, hi everybody. Like, but mm-hmm. it, it is also <laughs> worth flashing, which is like the average space marine hasn't been exposed to those symbols. That's generally like gray knight bullshit. Valentine is in the weird world where he's a character who would know about the gray knights, which is its own fucking weird miracle. But like they fucking purge and psycho indoctrinate space marines out of rip like mm. if they're not dealing with chaos constantly. Better for nobody. No, not know. something you just want banging around no, in the back of their no. heads. So that's that's <laughs> possible. Horse, but horse heresies and all, you know, just mm. causing them left, right, and center. There be the plan. <laughs> um, these these symbols are obviously uncomfortable to look at because they always are, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's a way to check this, but it's probably worth checking. Uh, it might be forbidden lore because mm. Valentine basically needs to ballpark whether or not these specific sig- like symbols are so corrupting he should be worried about it instantly or she's had a long time without it she seems mm. loyal he's not seeing any signs of mutation there's no psyker powers that he's aware of her morals don't seem to be corrupted but he still has to like factor that into the equation of like everything yeah mm. um let's start with a corruption check uh for you valentine please okay um this will be um honestly only difficulty one okay um and yeah it's just a, a discipline check okie dokie uh and i'll give you a boost based on the fact that this seems inert but i think just like seeing a sigil of chaos in in the flesh um <laughs> is enough to set off warming warning bells even if it's like a re- reverse placebo just like you can't unsee it so just even looking at it you're like i don't know what this just did to me so let's see if it if that has yep. uh, any effect. Can I pitch a boost because he's not looking at it with organic eyes and a setback because he's not looking at it with organic eyes? Yes. Cool. Hmm. And I don't think his tempered will would factor into this equipment decision because it's that's not it. They don't they're not like, look at this profane image. <laughs> you crazy yet. <laughs> I won't. They're not doing that with the eight-year-olds. Um all right, let's see what happens. Three advantage. Three advantage. Okay. You feel a little bit ill uh, from from ob- observing it. And again, it's just the kind of thing that knowing the, the visions you've seen and knowing the potential corrupting force of chaos, it's just unsettling to have in your space at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you don't get the sense that there's anything, um, like there's not like warp energy coming off it or anything. Yeah. More importantly, something you observe, um, I guess we could say maybe that's how you spend the advantage, is uh, these sigils aren't meant for Morgan. Like that she can't it's, it's, see, it's, she physically can't see them. 
Um, They're not branding something to trap energy in her. This is this is a key for something else. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, based on your knowledge from what Kanehurst said, it also seems like they were trying to codify knowledge in these scars, whether everyone had the same ones or everyone had slight variations. Also, slightly different as like larger part of chain ritual, not like I want to summon Slanish through Morgan's back. Yep. Seems almost like a, a flesh codex. Uh, he would use his data slate to take uh, quick pictographs before he lets her go in case mm. it's going to be damaged in some way. But at mm. that point, the decision is these have to go off of the person. He has them in his like vermilion encoded, like highest level personal files in case they need to refer back to this case. But A, he doesn't want those things to exist anymore. And B, he can't have those on an acolyte. And C, he can't have those on an interrogator. So like that shit is going no matter what. He'd have burned it off as somebody else if it wasn't useful mm. on the spot. Uh-huh. Cool. How is Morgan feeling about all this? Man, um, it it honestly makes her feel a little better. A that that <laughs> Valentine actually recognized that like, whoa, Kanehurst was such a fuck to like let you be stuck like this, which is comforting. But also just, um, you know, she she kind of expected he might have just shot her. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, which is yeah. an optional option. But mm-hmm. it's like, what, what was she going to do? What would, like she she kept it to herself, but she's mm-hmm. not going to lie to him. So it's like there's nothing. So it honestly feels a little better. And it's kind of like, all right, fuck these people. Now she's got to figure out an outfit with that. Or hmm. even thinking of an outfit where there's um, like a cutout, almost like a cape mm-hmm. that it can keep keep it notched down and then also pull it up. Mm. So mm-hmm. if we need to just flash random people, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was suggesting, yeah, something so, <laughs> something so you can literally flash the scarification and then we'll just see what the fuck happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's not. Honestly, I think he's pissed off at Kanehurst more than anything mm. else. Like fucker couldn't take a picture. He had to leave this shit on an on an asset. Like how offensive to to Valentine. That is an offensive thing to do, yeah. which is like you're not going to miss anything. They're fucking drawn on symbols. What are you, an asshole? Like this person, if you need this information, A, cart it around with you in a permanent thing. She gets scarred across the back. You fucking lose your map, you idiot. And then also, <laughs> if she's so goddamn useful and she clearly is because you didn't kill her, why are you leaving her in something that could blow up and also fuck you over? God damn it, Kane first heretics just piss him the fuck off <laughs> um reveals none of that <laughs> it's valentine but just like just like a slight slight twitch of the, the eyelid yeah yeah like exactly it. that's all uh but then he'll eugene just, knows eugene is like oh. just like floating there it if he had respond, a full but. frontal lobe he'd be so concerned <laughs> <laughs> um all right amazing um so that was what Morgan and our <laughs> <laughs> morning. Uh, Valentine did last night. Um, Atticus, was there anything you would have done when you got back? He has a bowl of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. um, I fucking love the image of just like power fist holding a tiny bowl yeah. and then just like mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, getting back, I mean, there's a big like just a decompression of like Atticus cannot keep this up. Every time Aww. is like a dance of death. Uh, and he just longs for when the deception can be discarded and heretics can be punched. Uh, but until that day comes, he will faithfully serve his inquisitor and, and the emperor. So is Atticus a bath guy? Would this be like, a, I need to, to have a soak? <laughs> Atticus has never had a bath. Atticus <laughs> is the the group shower thing yep. with the squad. Well, given and that there is no shower because this is a fancy it's house. It's fucked up. What is wrong? Would, <laughs> would he call for, for like water or would he just be like, I, I guess I'm going to be stinky? 
I think he also knows that like he has to be uh, uh, perfumed and, right. and you know fragrant as a, a fucking space dandy. That's, <laughs> Great. Uh, so so yeah so Hugh brings like brings water and like the other like staff bring water yeah he, he, he's like five buckets of water and, and he just stands in an empty tub and then <laughs> one, oh. one bucket and then he gets the bit of the shower going bucket over his head and he scrubs and stuff like that another bucket for like rinsing and, and so forth he just does a quick shower that way right. love it Valentine in the servants room has a shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 100% all right, uh, cool. And Eli, was there anything you would have done? Yeah, Eli cleans his weapons and then gets a good night's sleep. Because that that's what you need. It's going to be a big day. <laughs> you might have to kill someone. Well, that would be a very good day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the day of the race has arrived. Uh, you've all had mm. kind of uh, uneasy uh, days and nights. Again, we've established a conversation already happened. Um, and I, I had a great night. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was you did. say, do you need a rule for that? Guy who tried to get over addiction cold turkey in the last week? I mean, it's been a while. It took a while to get I think you're just good, man. That's yeah. good for you. So, <laughs> I feel like great. You, you know, got we, over it in space while we were traveling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's took... also, Eli has a purpose now, and there's a goal to mm. this mission. And so being able to stay focused on that is what's getting him through the difficult times. Because of course he's going to struggle. I mean, I will say the Genesis rules for dealing with the depths of addiction are a little light. So uh, yeah, I think this makes sense. Um, I'll also say that probably uh, hearing the truth of what happened, the fact that like you were set up and that you'd be mad about it, but it's different than like, I made the hard call and like everything was ruined. It's like, oh, I was set up to take a hard fall and I did and like, a you little more, yeah, more leaning towards more anger versus despair. Self-destruction. And, yeah, 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 totally. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, the race will um, begin uh, with uh, with the horses, as we've established, uh, <laughs> and then move to the ships. That said, uh, we have two fancy ships, neither of which has a name. So what are we naming um, Atticus's ship and what are we naming, naming Morgan's? Well, I think that Eli should name the ship. God obviously. damn it. <laughs> We're all excited. Say Atticus is naming his own ship. This okay. is, we got to build this Lord, Lord persona up. And the more things Atticus actually did actively, the more it's easy for him to own in conversation later. What what color is my ship, Tom? Um, they made it real fast. Uh, so it is, it's metal. It, they didn't paint it. They didn't adorn it. It's just like, it is the color of the materials. Okay. Uh, metal Fury. Metal Fury. Oh, all right. Nice. Um, and Del, yours is if Atticus's is kind of like an unfinished sort of chrome mm-hmm. metal piece. Um, yours is more like a, like think of like a 19, the, the spaceship equivalent of like a 1950s, like big metal muscle car, not like made for speed or anything, just like a, a big classic car, the kind that has a bench instead of seats and no yeah. seat belts. Yeah. Um, and it can be whatever color you want it to be, but it's faded and, and kind of rusted. Um, and again, it is a starfighter. So it's got like, well, I mean, it's a, a starship, so it's got engines and wings, but yeah, yeah it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. Just, I would say it's, it's like mother of pearl and gold, but like very old and like, time worn a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, we gotta let eli name it because he started with the uh rogue tradester roguish tradester so we gotta to keep the cover he's gotta be the name guy yeah (laughs) that's where we get the realism yes Hmm. swift angel 
Ooh, nice. I like that a lot. All right, so we got Metal Fury and Swift Angel. Mother of Pearl really helped. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Got a metal album going on here now. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is the first two tracks. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. It's like, it's why like, is my uh, head suddenly bopping up and down so hard? Yep. Why is my hair flipping back and forth? Fingers forming horns. Um, Chaos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's brains explode out the side of his head. Yeah. And Valentine goes, oh, good job. We've dealt with it. <laughs> Everything better. Hey, listen, you guys ever heard about a horse? Uh, um... <laughs> no, you're not welcome here. <laughs> okay, so we've got those. Uh, you've got names for the horses. That's fine. Um, there is a uh, sort of a, a circuit that's been set up um, just kind of uh, outside of the estates, it is within uh, viewing distance of the the Cloud Palace estate, but is not actually around the Cloud Palace estate. They don't want to disturb the animals because they they got to keep them good for the hunt uh, in a couple of days' time. Um, right now, we're we're in the the midst of spring, so you know flowers are blooming. Um, you know it's it's warm and pleasant uh, outside. Um, you know mm. occasional light rain, but it's like you know a sunny rain, and people are in a fucking great mood. They're just so happy to be in this kind of like different weather the servants are all really happy the, the ground crew seem happy um the uh horses have all been transported uh sort of uh to the start line and it is set up um in there's been sort of a draw for positions it's not like everyone starts in a line um but there are a fucking lot of horses at this thing like people there are a lot of different people who are competing obviously there's there's some who are kind of from from the the bigger houses who are like have banners and, and other things um, but there sure are a lot of people who are here to compete. And again, much like old medieval tournaments, you can tell a lot of this is just like to see and be seen. And there are a lot of folks so far beneath the attention of the society who are also vying for like marriages and connections and all this other sort of stuff. Um, but it does a little bit like when, uh, I know this happens in Toronto a lot, um, when there's like too many people on the mayor ballot because just like anyone can apply to run for mayor. So there's like 50 people running. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> It's a little bit like that, where you kind of show up being like, yeah, we're going to race these five people. And then it's just like there's 20 horses. And it's like, okay, yeah. this is this is a bit of a different beast. Um, is there anything uh, the the four of you would want to do, particularly like you're kind of arriving near each other, but you'll have to kind of keep up the facade soon. Is there anything you would you would say or do as you, you approach? I think along the way, Valentine would remind Lord Van Houten on the ride uh, that... Winning is good, but if you cannot win this race, remember, my lord, be memorable. Hmm. Make an impression. Exactly. Right, right. Uh, and uh, the rogue trader, uh, still being a guest of our house, although she is a competitor, uh, should any special considerations be taken for her in your estimation? That is entirely up to you. My lord, but she is, though a friend, also a rival. So do what must be done to achieve your status and the grace that you deserve. At the beginning of the race, odds are her horse may be slightly more tired than ours, simply because ours is being brought along by this conveyance, and she and her companion are both riding hers to the race. Good right. Lord. Shame Fair. that. Yes, I believe you have an early advantage there, <laughs> along with the rest of the field. <laughs> and he looks behind them just a long ways back. There's just a little dirt plume from Oni coming out. 
<laughs> like strong Quixotic vibes. Oh yeah. my goodness, no. It's Great. a good name, Strong Quixote. Oh. Yeah, we'll add that to our metal album. Coming up on Thursday. <laughs> if we could go back in time. <laughs> oh my goodness. I look forward to seeing it show up in something else. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Morgan and Eli, I think you'd be going over on your, your horse ride. <sighs> it's Eli, if you do manage to do something, keep your eyes open for Boberstein and Guinevere. If you can find any more information about them that we can feed to Tursaeus, that would be. I would be happy to say that you have the letter. He works quickly. So you, you've got. We need more letters. I think her, her whole goal in this race will be to stick with them. She wants to try and act like she's still going after Guinevere to make Bavarsine want to want her more. Mm. Like, like I gotta put, you know, because obviously he hasn't made any moves. But if someone else is getting in the way. I mean, if we're already faking letters, why don't we fake a response to Bobberstein from Fallen <laughs> Song? Discourse back and forth. Yeah. You're writing both sides. Oh my God, they're going to parent trap him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, point is disruption. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, the race is going on. You can take this letter and make sure it gets to her. Wait. <laughs> I'm giving a letter from Bobberstein no, to Bobberstein. You are not giving it. You are secreting it to in a place that you will find it. <laughs> not as yourself, Eli. <laughs> so I do you understand subterfuge? Do I need a new dis I need a new disguise? I don't have an outfit for this. <sighs> Ryan we, is laughing because we, this is a hilariously good plan. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so smart. I can't believe it. <laughs> Valentine's interrogator is having an anonymous letter controlled up by her valet. It was supposed to be secret. <laughs> Not like, here's a letter. <laughs> well, so I, I look yeah. forward to her impressing that upon her companion, who's so good at subtlety. <laughs> Never, never mind, Eli. Give me the letter. Nature's pickpocket. Is there not just a way to anonymously send things? Like I don't know, some sort of central processing. We're on a facility. horse heading to the race, We're Eli. Never mind. I will oh, deal with it. I love Throw it into too. the wind. Maybe it'll get there. There will be enough urchins that I'm sure you can pay someone to do this thing for. Is, Eli's only sassing because like he's so out of his element and this is just like one this is just you, one more he's on a fucking horse and this is just one more thing that he's like You are both my goddamn favorite. Goddamn so good. love letters to people. So it's you a boarding action of the heart. I was gonna say giving off so many Valentine and season one energies, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> She may yeah. not have realized it, but Morgan really is having her first interrogator's journey. <laughs> you have one asset. It does one thing. Good luck with your plan. <laughs> Whatever you... I don't know what to tell you, Eli. I will just handle it. How are you going to handle it? Now I'm concerned. I am more subtle than you are. Yes? Exactly. All right. Shut up. We are going. <laughs> You then ride in silence for three more minutes <laughs> um, before arriving at the, uh, the star line. So subtle. She can't even convey like a concept. <laughs> so, 
That's such good subtlety. <laughs> She's just in an evening gown, wearing a cape, riding a horse with her valet, also riding the horse. It's beautiful. This horse who's had to do this three times in the last 24 hours. So this good. poor, Strong horse. exhausted fucking horse. Yeah. Look, Starkiller didn't get his name by not killing stars. It's got this. So, um, yeah, you, good strong name. Yeah, uh, the horse, like breathing intensely, uh, just trots up to the line, um, and uh, just like um, just so uh is nearby, um, overseeing the grooming of his horse while reading like a different copy of that fucking book. And it just looks up and is like, "Wow, you." You rode your ride here, huh? The horse is literally wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold strategy. We'll see how that works out for you. It's all warmed up already. <laughs> Hell yeah, good comeback. <laughs> in the room is like, you're the worst. It's like, one good comeback. Yeah, fuck that guy. We're team you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he snaps the book shut. Uh, like the assorted racers all just kind of look over their shoulders and uh, and shrug. But there's also just like rumblings and grumblings to the crowd of like, well, I mean, like she's a rogue trader. She probably knows what she's doing. Um, and uh, you, um, uh, as you're, you know, you get down and you, you the horse is like, <laughs> um, like, you know, brushing down the horse. Eli, you're, you're kind of uh, getting out of the way. Um when a uh, you get um, bumped uh, in the back, Morgan, by a, a servo skull um, that just kind of bounces off you um, and then just kind of like shakes itself and then just turns and skitters away. Uh, but you notice that it has it has dropped a, a letter uh, that is sealed. What's the what's the letter say on the front <laughs> of it? Who's it to? Um, it just says uh, to the mysterious captain. Uh, all right, we're gonna put it in her. Do we, do we, no, we don't. We, how soon is the race starting? <laughs> like, so it, in, in a, it, like soon, but not like it's not like the lights aren't fucking flashing. Be like three, two, one, go. It's like it'll start in like I don't know, 20 minutes. All right, I want to, I want to not read this where anyone can see what it is. There's like, if you were to try and read it secretly here, you could. There's just too much going on. There's like horses and people, and there's all the groomers for the horses that are just like. There's yeah. a lot going on. So if you want to try and like read it quietly. I do, yeah. I just don't want anyone else to see it. I was going to say, it's not like a Harry Potter howler. <laughs> you know, Great job. I secretly love you. <laughs> oh, fine. Let's, let's read this letter. Uh, you open the seal uh, and it starts screaming. No, um, uh, it's uh, There's just a, a very simple message um, that has been uh, uh, typewritten. Uh, that simply says, uh, wishing you all the best of luck. You are, after all, my favorite in this particular competition. Sincerely, Lizzo Lizardman. Mm. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Brian LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside Game Master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. 
For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonna's Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash-hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. <sighs> That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.